Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. It is day 26 of my lost and found challenge and I'm back for part two of this little two-part surviving single season, really thriving in your single season. So yesterday I shared with y'all three tips. Today I have a few more in hopes of just sharing with y'all some of the things that worked for me, some of the lessons that I had to learn the hard way during my single season. Um, and some some lessons, let me just put this disclaimer out there. Some lessons I do think you just got to learn the hard way. Like some lessons I think life have to teach you. It don't matter what I say. It don't matter what your mama taught you. Like some things you're just going to be hard headed and learn the hard way. But if there is anything that I can do to help save you from the stress and the struggle that I put myself through as a single woman, I believe, you know, at least that'll make it not be a waste of time. Let me pay my lessons forward. So let's get right into it. Okay, we just going to. Go ahead and get into it. Number four. Yesterday we left off at number three. So number four. I believe a lot of times it's your type that's actually keeping you single. Because most of the time, if we look back over our lives, there might have been like a wild card here or there. But the majority of the time, we have a type that we have like been known to have chemistry with. We just have this connection with this type of person. And so that has me thinking that like your type basically has the playbook to play you. Like it's something uh, because it really isn't about them. It's about you, who you are with them. Like the version of you that you tap into, that you tune into, that you become when you're with that type of person, when you are around that type of energy, it's who you become. And so a lot of times that type is literally the perfect person to play you because you are going to play yourself right into getting played just based on how you're going to act, just based on how how the position that you're going to find yourself in based on this type of person. A lot of times you're attracted to a toxic type of person. That and and the toxic comes in not necessarily like it's an abusive person per se, but your toxic type 
could just be someone who doesn't mean you well. It could be someone who is not equally yoked, however you define that. It could be someone who is not going in the same direction that your life is evolving into. It could be someone that um, literally puts you in the position to only focus on them. So perfect example, a lot of super successful, high achieving women often find themselves with bums, with like dirtbag losers that have like nothing to offer, but time. Like they ain't got nothing but time to give. And the reason that they usually find themselves with bums and men without money is because they don't really need the money. Like that's not what they need. So that's not always what they're looking for. And because they're not looking for that or because that's not what they value, they're usually willing to settle for not just someone who has less resources than them, but the type of person who's attracted to them, that bum, he's attracted to someone who ain't looking for nothing because he ain't got nothing to give. So I'm not saying that you can't date someone who does not make the same amount of money, uh, play in the same social circles as you. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that one of your toxic traits might be that you are attracted to people that need you. You're attracted to people that don't have nothing of value to offer you. Maybe your type is keeping you single because your type, the the thing that triggers your type, like that ooh in you, is based mainly on appearances. Like your main priority as you're dating is what that man looks like. Based basing your entire like dating life off of solely, strictly, 100%, 99% off of the appearance of another person is usually going to lead you down a path, a path of destruction. Okay, if all you care about is looks, If that is number one on your list, like nothing else matters, then usually what comes along with like the fine man that has like top tier looks is a laundry list of stuff that you don't want. A laundry list of undesirable things to match. Like he got top tier undesirable things to match his top tier looks. So usually if that's all you prioritize, that's going to lead you down a path with nothing but pain. What I've learned is that the bad boy that we're usually like super attracted to, like he gets us all hot and bothered. The bad boy doesn't usually turn into a good husband. Okay. He's usually not a good man. The bad boy is usually not going to be the one that treats you good. Okay. He's a bad boy because he's exciting and wild and spontaneous and all of those quote unquote bad boy energy type of things but he's not necessarily going to be the good man the good father the good husband that you desire that you deserve for the long haul so what I want to encourage you to do and really challenge you to do in terms of your type is try something new 
I believe if you try something new or try someone new, you can learn something new. Try something new and you can learn something new. Dating should really be about Allison, who hosts the single season podcast, which actually her episode is coming up really, really soon. It might be the episode that drops um, later this week. But she says dating is data. And I love that. You should be collecting data while you are dating. So you should be dating multiple people. You should be learning, getting data about them, but also getting data about yourself. What can you learn about yourself every time you meet someone new? You should be learning what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you never want to see again, right? Every new experience, you should be learning something new about you, about yourself. So that's number four. Number five, instead of focusing on a type that, again, is is usually based on appearances or feelings, Love who loves you. I don't believe that love is pain. I don't believe that you got to let a man drag you to prove that you're loyal, to prove that you really down. No, Mm -mm. I don't want to ride or die. I want to ride. But do we got to die? I don't think so. I'm not willing to prove my love anymore. I've done it. I have proven that I am worth and worthy of love. I've proven that. I don't feel like I have to be put through painful situations to prove that I love you. So at this big age, I choose to love who loves me. My type is the type that treats me right. That is my non-negotiable. That's my non-negotiable at this mature age to love who loves me. I believe that you deserve to be loved properly, but you got to put yourself in position to be loved properly. I also believe that God is out there. He's preparing someone right now to love you properly. And I hope and I pray that you can recognize him when he shows up. So that you aren't so caught up in this type. So caught up in this figment of your imagination, this fantasy man, that you miss out on the man that God has been preparing just for you. This man that's going to love you like it's his life's purpose. He's going to love you like his life depends on it. But if you're so caught up in petty little things like I was when I made that silly little list at 24, if you are so caught up in the petty little things God going to teach you a lesson, okay? He going to show you petty. Don't learn the lesson the hard way. Prioritize being treated right. So number five, you got to love who loves you. My sixth tip and lesson that I learned the hard way, one that I really, truly, okay, put a star next to this one because I truly, truly feel like this directly led me to meeting my husband. I feel like this set the stage for me to meet him. I had to make partnership a priority. So even 
with me having the single wives club, this entire business that I was literally dedicating my life to on a daily basis, centered around single women preparing for marriage. I was creating these programs, teaching, you know, uh, hosting these workshops, talking about the mindset to have when you, you know, when you're preparing for marriage, all of these things, right? Even with all of that, I was still not making my personal life a priority. I was talking a whole lot about it, but I was not actively making it a priority. So number six is to make partnership a priority. Where have you been going to meet a potential partner? Have you really been intentional about the types of places, not just going outside? Because we love saying we going outside, but going outside is usually either like the grocery store, the gym, work, or like a nightlife type of place like the, the club or a lounge. Now, I did meet my husband in a club, so this might sound hypocritical. However, the chances of you meeting a quality, marriage-minded man are not as high. It's possible, but it's not as probable at a club as it is at a professional conference, at a networking event, at a friend of a friend's family gathering. So you got to be intentional about the types of places that you are putting yourself so that you can actually be in position to meet a worthy partner. Keyword there being worthy, someone who is worth your time and, and hopefully will not waste your time. Now, we cannot guarantee that because you meet him at this particular type of place that he is not going to play in your face. We cannot guarantee that. But we are at least going to try to increase our chances by being intentional about the types of places we are going. So how did this directly, you know, align with me meeting my husband? So my best friend got pregnant in November of 2016. She sat me down and she broke the news. Girl, my life is moving on. I didn't got married and now I'm pregnant. And in that moment, I feel like my life flashed before my eyes. Like that was a come to Jesus moment. Like life is not going to wait on you. You're going to look up and life will pass you by. Now the girl and I already went and got married. But this really hurt my feelings because me and my best friend had this pregnancy pact. Like we agreed that when one of us got pregnant, the other one was just going to go ahead and get pregnant so we could do it together. But I could not uphold my end of the bargain. I was not in position to get pregnant. I was single as hell. I didn't I didn't even my phone was dry. OK, I didn't even have anybody in my text messages to like text drunk text. Couldn't even do it. That's how dry it was. So when she told me she was pregnant, I was really in my feelings. It was a reality check at just how single I was. Like I was so single that I didn't even have anybody with potential. And so the math wasn't mathing because here I was at 
31 years old, knowing that I desire marriage, not having any men in sight, but knowing that I couldn't just like meet a man and then marry him the next day. I had already tried that, right? Back when I was 24, I wasn't willing to do that again. Like it was going to take some time for me to get to know this man, make sure he wasn't crazy as hell. Like it was going to take some time because I learned my lesson the first time. You ain't got to teach me twice. So I was just counting up like how many years this was going to be. And that was pretty frustrating. It was discouraging. But it also made me realize like you got to get serious. And it was it was literally in that moment or in that time because we were on a trip together. So we were together for like three days. But on that trip, I came up with the plan and I'm about to share the plan that I came up with that directly led to me meeting my husband. Okay, this is what I did. I said, you know what? Just as intentional as I am about all of these other goals that I have, I'm going to set a goal to be intentional with my dating. And in order for me to get intentional with my dating, in order for me to take action behind this goal, of meeting a partner, getting into a committed relationship because I have a desire for marriage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to increase my chances of actually meeting this man that I could one day marry. So I'm going to get on the date nap. The date nap that was popular at the time was Tinder. Okay, this was 2016, December 2016 was when I got on the Tinder app, okay? And I said, I'm going to go on a 10-date Tinder challenge. Because I said to myself, self, if you can't meet one man out of 10 that you're at least interested in, like one decent man, if you can't go on 10 dates and meet one that's a qualified candidate. You just gonna have to go back to therapy. Like you just gonna need to get your itch together because clearly you're the problem. So that's that's the challenge. That's the dare. That's I made it a game. I made it fun. I gave myself an incentive. The incentive was after 10 dates, you either gonna have a man or you gonna know you got a problem and you gonna take your ass back to therapy. But after 10 dates, you gonna know something. Something gotta shake. So I set out. To go on 10 dates. And y'all, I made it to date seven. Okay, I didn't end up meeting my husband on Tinder. But it was a great experiment. It was really a social experiment. I had a lot of fun because I took the pressure out of this man got to be my husband. Right. Every date that I went on, I wasn't sitting down like I was about to interview this man. And every answer that he gave me had to be the right answer. I was just having fun. I was going new places. I was trying new things. Meeting new people. Like, hey, I'm just going to meet a new friend today. And if it feels right, if the, if the energy is good, if the vibe is there, then maybe we'll go on another date. But if it's not, we won't. No hard feelings. I'm going to keep it moving. So I did not meet my husband on Tinder, but because I put myself on this challenge, this 10 date Tinder challenge, I was in the energy 
I was in the spirit of dating. I was in the spirit of meeting new people. My energy was inviting. When I went out into the world, I wasn't cold and guarded and shut off with the stank face, with the resting bitch face. Like, don't come talk to me. I'm good. No, I don't need help. Don't get my door. I wasn't operating in that energy. I was more in my feminine. I was more in my softness because I had been going on all these damn dates. Because I had been determined to just feel good and and meet good people and have fun. So when I went out to the club that night on May 25th, 2017, I was in this energy, this feel good spirit. And that energy is what went out into the world or into this club and attracted my husband to me. He will literally tell you it was just something about her. It was like she had, she, you know, she was different. She wasn't like the other people in the club. It was this energy, this vibe. She had this look. I stood out. I was set apart from all of the other beautiful women in the party that night. It was my energy. It was my vibe. And I know that that energy, that vibe, it came from me making partnership a priority so much so that I was operating with this energy of openness. I'm open. And I distinctly remember after my first date with my husband, I remember like really, really enjoying our conversation and knowing that I wanted to continue connecting with him. I didn't know that this was my husband. I didn't know that I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. I didn't rush home like adding his last name onto my name and thinking about our kids and all of these things. I didn't put that pressure on it, but I knew that it felt good. I knew that I really, really, really enjoyed our first date. Our first conversation was so just natural. So I, I knew that, but even when I went and, you know, told my homegirl about him, she was like, so what, are you going to see him again? I'm like, I guess, you know, I'm just dating. Like, I'm just having fun. I literally said those words. I'm just having fun. No pressure. I wasn't trying to make him be anybody that he wasn't. However, I was still being very intentional about making partnership a priority. So I want to challenge you to set a goal, okay? The same way you set very intentional, very specific goals for success about everything else in your life. I want you to set a goal for either the number of dates that you're going to go on in the next 30 days or the number of matches or connections that you're going to make on a dating app or in real life, at an event, X number of people that you're going to talk to when you go to the next event or to the next outing or the next time you find yourself outside. Y'all remember when you used to be like in middle school or high school, if you weren't that fast, and you would be like, hey, I'm going to get three numbers when I go to the mall. I'm going to talk to three boys at the school dance. Slide back into that season. Okay, slide back into the fun, slide back into the fearlessness of it all, the feel goodness of it all. 
Forget the pressure. Forget having to show up as this perfect version of yourself. That's one of the reasons I think our first date was so good because I was over trying to pretend like I was somebody that I wasn't. Like I was very comfortable with who I was because who I was wasn't that bad. I was actively working on myself. So I wasn't like ashamed of who I really was on this date. So I didn't have to pretend. I didn't have to put on. I didn't have to try to send my representative to be the perfect version of myself. I showed up the same way I show up here as y'all homegirl. I showed up on that date as a homegirl. Hey, how you doing? This is who I am. What you got going on? Like it was very low pressure. You don't have to be perfect. And the way that I'm showing you that you don't have to try to pretend to be perfect is I am not trying to pretend to be perfect. So I am presenting my real self and that's going to allow you to let your guard down so I can get to know the real you too. And that is why we had an amazing first date, which literally led to us being connected ever since that day. So make partnership a priority if you don't do anything else do that and last but not least number seven be desirable and not desperate while you're out here dating while you are out here dating don't be out here dating out of desperation don't be out here dating out of boredom Okay, don't date out of boredom, meaning I don't want you going to a date just because you don't have anything better to do. I don't want you to date out of desperation, meaning I'm willing to just go on a date with anybody because Lord Jesus, I need a man. Where is he? I'll just take any man. I don't want you dating out of desperation. I don't want you settling for something less than what you deserve, but I do want you to be flexible in what you are willing to. To entertain. Be flexible. Now while you're on these dates. I don't want you to be boring. Okay. Nobody wants dry eyes for red eyes. And if all of your entertaining stories are business related. Or achievement related. If you lead into every conversation with the things that you've accomplished that's maybe not be that may not be boring for you, but that's boring to the person you're telling it to. Nobody wants to sit down and hear you rattle off your resume. So what I want you to do, what I'm challenging you to do is come up with a list of 10 fun facts about yourself. 10 interesting facts, 10 things that you are proud of that are not business related. Not your accomplishments. Not the things that you would talk about on a job interview. Okay. Things that get you excited. Things that make you feel good. Things that bring a smile to your face when you mention them. Okay. Things that are interesting about you. What sports did you play when you were a little girl? What extracurricular activities were you into? Who's your favorite artist? Where's the last place you traveled to? What was the last book you read? So come up with 10 fun facts. So you always have something to pull from 
When you want to make a great first impression, especially on a first date, forget the boardroom, focus on the fun. Okay, the boardroom version of you, that's the before five o'clock version. The after five, she's the fun girl. Okay, bring the fun girl to the dates. Leave the boring boardroom Betty at the house. Okay, leave her at the house. Bring the home girl on the dates. The girls that know the girl that knows how to have a good time. The girls, the girl that knows how to crack a joke. The girl that knows how to flirt a little bit. The girl that knows how to make a man feel good. Okay, that's who he wants to sit across from. Not the buttoned up, boring boardroom Betty. Don't nobody want to sit next to her. Okay, don't nobody want to hang out with her. Be the girl he wants to hang out with. Be the girl he wants to hang out with. And I'm going to drop the mic right there. I truly, truly believe that there is the perfect partner out there being prepared for you right now. You just got to get in position. And the way for you to get in position is by getting prepared. You don't just get what you pray for. You get what you prepare for. And so it's time for you to start preparing for the perfect partner. I love you. I got nothing but love for you. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.